Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Welcome to episode 55 of the Gather Moms podcast. And we are in the middle of, what are we calling this, Rebecca? No prep November. I love it. We're loving it. It Except Kate's about to break the rules. Well, listen, as I said before, I'd already done some prep, so I'm going to I know, but you went and did extra. Well, okay, listen. Okay, so last episode was about Thanksgiving, and we had so much good feedback that we decided to do a follow-up episode, partly because we need to get some things right for the record, okay? (laughs) Kate needs to get some things right for the record. First of all, what did you learn about lead pencils? They're not made of lead. They're made of graphite. Yes. So they're not going to kill you. Correct. And listen, I totally read this blog after we did the podcast episode where this lady uses parchment paper because she feels like it holds up better inside the crescent roll. You know what? I really like that. So can you write on parchment paper with a graphite? So she used, it must have been a Sharpie. (gasps) And honestly, (laughs) it wasn't very pretty. Like it didn't look super pretty on the parchment. I don't know. Moms, it's not going to kill your kids. They're ingesting all kinds of things all day long that you know know nothing about. You are right about that. These are the least of our worries. That's right. They're fine. They're fine. All right. So, because we had had a lot of replies. People message us, you know, all the time when our our episodes come out. And there were concerns about, uh, you know, like... In 20 years, do we need to test the families that did these thankful fortune rolls? Y'all don't even get me started. Y'all are putting COVID vaccines in your bodies <laughs> that we haven't had for 20 years. Listen, I say put the lead in there. Maybe it'll like counteract. Fantastic. Okay. So also for the audio, we need to let people know, we know, I know, Dax Shepard does not play for the <laughs> He's married to Anna. I know from Kristen Frozen. Bell. We love yes. them. So I I do know it's Dak Prescott. Like yeah, yeah. and it's spelled different because yeah. isn't it D A X and D A K? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> listen, we just wanted to see if y'all really listen. So we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners yeah. that you are listening to us enough yeah. to know when we say the wrong name. I um sometimes when I when you know because I was a teacher, so sometimes I would sneak in a question or something at the very end of an assignment, you know, to make sure that they were paying attention. Oh, listen, my kids talk about them. If it's not on the review and you try and put it on the test, that is wrong. No, it would that just is be, wrong. oh, it would be silliness. It would be like, if you read this question, you know, then I'm not counting this for a grade or something, and you can just sit at your desk and look at your phone or, you know, whatever. Did they have phones back when you talked? Excuse me, that is so rude. <laughs> They did, but you know what? They were those razors. I was going to say, there's no way people was texting while they were in <laughs> they your were class. They were texting, Rebecca. But that, they, that was back when you had to hit the number multiple times exactly. to and get the letter. Kids, these kids, I was so impressed because they would hold their phone under their desk, and they were not looking at the keypad, and they knew how to press like one, three times, two, two times, <laughs> five, two times. 
Listen, our kids don't even know what it was like to have to text like that. I'm rude. Saying, I know. Rude. Yes. Now they can voice memo. Abby voice memos all the time on her little messenger kids. That's cute. She just hits the microphone and says what she wants to put in the text box and then hits send. So now we're like extra lazy because now we're not even willing to <laughs> text type hey, out. Our fingers were getting exercised back yeah, then. Something. Okay, so um tell me, do you think on the Cowboys note, do you still feel good about Super Bowl dreams? Y'all I'm in. I should have bought furniture at Ashley's furniture that weekend. Oh, right. I am so in for this. We okay. are going all the way. Okay. Now the last thing I would like to bring up to you is, you know, I brought up the turkey's gobbler. Yes. Is it called a gobbler? Hmm. I did a little research. (laughs) And this was a no prep. It took five seconds. Okay. Do you know it is called a turkey's snood? S-N-O-O-D. It's called their snood. Doesn't that make it way worse? Who in the world came up with that word? (laughs) Okay. Prepare yourself. I'm going to read you the definition. I'm ready. Like literally, I'm telling you. Hold on to something. I'm never going to look at a turkey the same again. A snood is a fleshy protuberance above a male turkey's bill. (laughs) Oh, wait. That's on top of it. It does. It starts. It actually starts on top and wraps around. That's gross. It's super gross. In some cases, hang down and cover the bill. It can be, it can vary dramatically in size, shape, and color. Ready? Brace yourself. Judy, if you're listening, brace yourself. (laughs) Snoods function in sexual selection. Female turkeys choose who to mate with based on a variety of factors, including snood size. (laughs) There are female turkeys out there judging a man's snood. Yes. Like, what if you bite off your snood because you're trying to chomp down on something? Listen, I have questions. Why did God, why God, why? God knows everything. We're going to ask him in heaven. Why did you make a turkey snood? And who, who named the turkey snood? Because now that I know the name, I like Gobbler a lot better. So much better. So much better. The, cur- the turkey's Gobbler is so much better. What uh-uh. does the female turkey have? She don't have a snood. No. Does she have something fun? No, now you're going to make me research more stuff. No, she she doesn't have anything fun. She's called a hen, and he's called like a dude or something. Okay, he is not. Yeah, really. A dude. It there really, is no way. He really is. Okay, I'm googling this as we're talking. Talk to the people. Listen, I just feel like if the female has got to look at all the male turkey snoods, she's got to have something for herself. Like, does she have colored feathers? Does she have webbed? Feet. She might have something. Oh, okay. The males are called Toms. Oh, Tom Turkey. Isn't that yeah, a book? There you go. Is that a book? Yes. Or yes. a show? Is that a PBS like uh, afternoon special? I feel like it is. Hens do not have spurs on their legs. What? I don't want a spur. Why would they have a spur in female the first turkeys place? Female turkeys do not want spurs. No. A female tur- turkey will usually lay 9 to 12 eggs in a shallow nest. Over 50% of the revolting pults. Mm, is that Listen, the egg? We are, we are like, there's a, there's a hole and here we go. We're going down <laughs> okay, in wait, the turkey I'm, hole. Last, this is my last, th- you, you need to know this. Okay. Adult male turkeys are called gobblers. Wait, the whole turkey is called a gobbler? <laughs> Juvenile males are called jakes. Oh, my son's a turkey. <laughs> I am so using this on Thanksgiving. Nobody tell. Nobody tell my kid. I'm telling him on Thanksgiving. Adult female turkeys are called hens. Juvenile females are called. Take just please take a guess. Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jenny's. <laughs> Jenny, 
Shout out, Jenny. Shout You're out Jenny. a teenage turkey. Yes. Teenage turkey girl. Isn't that incredible? Jakes Listen. and Jennies. Y'all, I'm about to write a children's book. Nobody take this from me. I, I have got a great story in mind. I'm going to share it with all our gather moms one day. Yes. I'm writing the Tom the Turkey had Jake and Jenny. Yes. Y'all, it's going to sell. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Oh, man. Listen, facts. I love facts. Okay, but here's the deal, because this episode's coming out before Thanksgiving. I guarantee all our listeners are using this with their extended family that they're going to see for three days, and they're going to run out of things to talk about. Yes. They're going to say, let me tell you what I know about turkeys. Listen, when you're, you know, Uncle Tom, who just, like, goes on and on and on with, you know, you just be like, hey, Uncle Tom. Gobble, 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 gobble. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Uncle Tom, do you know that... Uh, you're a turkey. You're a turkey. <laughs> Listen, you're welcome. <gasps> okay. Okay, that was actually pretty good. So, anyway. Oh, okay. So, the reason that we're following up is because we had things to follow up on. And then, also, we got some comments after this episode from mom saying, hey, you know what? I do. My house already looks like a winter wonderland. I'm jealous. I know, right? I need a winter wonderland. But, but they're thankful for the reminder to not skip Thanksgiving. That's right. And so, you know, we thought, okay, well, good. Let's let's stop down on that for a second. So I have been really loving talking about gratitude. I talked about it in my with my gather group. We talked about the family value of gratitude, and uh, for those of you that don't know, you know we're we're all in these groups working through our family values workbook, and one of the values is gratitude. And then that workbook goes along with our right now media series. So anyway, my group had the best discussion about gratitude. Has your group talked about gratitude? Listen, I'm the teen moms group, and if there's any group that needs to talk about gratitude with our children, it's us. And we yeah. are all like, ugh, our. Teenagers are so ungrateful. <laughs> They're all about them. Yeah. They're entitled. Yeah. Yeah, we had great discussion. Okay, good. <laughs> so We ain't writing on leaves, people. We oh, ain't doing it. Okay. All right. <laughs> but so anyway, so it matters. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about that and why it matters. And just in, I did a small amount of prep. I'm really sorry. I, what did you call it? Mini prep? No. Minute prep? Sure. Mm-hmm. She said a word. It was something. Before. It was like five minutes, okay? Five-minute prep. But I love okay, five-minute prep November. So I found some quotes I really love. I just want to read you a quote, and you give me your first response to how this makes you feel. Mm, okay. Excited. <laughs> okay. This quote is by Melody Beatty. I have no idea who that is. But she said, gratitude turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity. It makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Listen, that's too many words. (laughs) You were supposed to say, wow, that was so powerful. (laughs) Why didn't you say that? I feel like it's a lot. She had a lot of like this to this, this. Let's just take one of those. Okay, but order, chaos into order. But Melody Beatty believes that gratitude is the solution to the world. You got COVID? Gratitude. No, it's Jesus. Okay. Oh, exactly. Good for you, Rebecca. <laughs> A plus. Five stars. Okay. This one is by Germany Kent. Don't know who that guy is. He said, it's a funny thing about life. Once you begin to take note of the things you are grateful for, you begin to lose sight of the things that you lack. Okay. See? He got to the point. <laughs> I got it all in. That could go on a milk carton. I like you, oh, German. Milk I like you. <laughs> yes. That was good. I could use that with my kids. Okay. Um, John Ortberg said, Gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. It liberates from us from the prison of self-preoccupation. Teenagers. Yes. 
Gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. It liberates us from the prison of self-preoccupation. Wow, he calls it a prison. That's intense. Mm. That's, a okay. big, that's a big metaphor, my man. The prison of self-preoccupation. Right. That's America. Yeah, because you open your eyes and see what you have, you know. Yes. Stop taking it for granted and you see it as a gift. That was one of our quotes we put out. G.K. Chesterton had a good quote, and we put that out on the the social media is at some point this this past week yeah. or something oh i'm probably should have yeah. read that good, good looking out <laughs> okay and then this is the final one i want to share with you because i think you know this kind of goes into what we want to talk about next but um this douglas wood said this he said the heart that gives thanks is a happy one for we cannot feel thankful and unhappy at the same time okay now that makes me feel good that's yeah. warm and fuzzy yeah i love that one yeah and that's so true you cannot feel Thankful and unhappy at the same time. Is that what he said? Yeah. So, and that is, you know, that's what brain research shows. It's just the way that our brain works. You can, you literally, they just, your brain will not fire in those same two mm, transmitters the same way at the same time. Okay. <laughs> She's shaking your head, but you can't, you can't feel those emotions simultaneously. Now you could probably like ping back and forth between the two pretty quickly. Yes. yes. But you literally cannot feel um, unhappy and thankful at the same time. And not only that, um, did you know that the more that you practice thankfulness, you actually start to rewire your brain to be a happier, more thankful person and happier, more thankful people. Then it affects your body, your health, your sleep, happier people are healthier people. Isn't what do you that, think about all that? Isn't that a quote from Legally Blonde? Happy, it's a quote from Kate. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's good job. Listen, Reese, if, we we had, if we had more happy people in the world, we wouldn't have a high murder rate. Yes. Okay, prepare yourself for this. This is the, Kate, this is the kind of stuff Kate geeks out on, okay? But it says this. Um, Mm, do what you want. The website's called Positive Psychology. I still feel good about it. Here we go. It says, when we express gratitude and receive the same, our brain releases dopamine and serotonin, the two crucial neurotransmitters responsible for our emotions, and they make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately, making us feel happy from the inside. By consciously practicing gratitude every day, we can help these neuro, neural pathways to strengthen themselves and ultimately create a permanent, grateful, and positive nature within ourselves. Okay, so that, like... Right there resonates with me and teenagers. Okay. Because I think so much of a teenager's life is preoccupied with themselves. Yeah. And they can get down so easily when things don't go their way or something doesn't work out. And so just thinking about that idea of not only saying thank you to my teenager for the things they do, but helping them say thank you back. Yeah. To me, helps them develop that positive mindset that's able to take on new challenges because they don't always get so down in the the dirt, you know, yeah. but they're like, okay, well, what's the positive in this? Yeah. I actually like that. I really do. Yeah. I really, I really think it changes everything. You know, when we watch the gratitude video, Jenny, one of the favorite things that she said in that video, she said, talking about thankfulness, she said, we don't have to be thankful for it, but we can be thankful in, in it. it. Yes. You know, cause yes. people are like it, you know, I'm not going to say thank you God for giving me cancer. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. But I can, I can still practice thankfulness in it. Right? Well, that's the reason we serve such a great God is because we live in a fallen world where yeah. bad things are going to happen. Right. 
But oh my goodness, we have a God that says in the midst of that bad thing, I can do good things. Yeah. And so we're going to be thankful for the good things that God does in the midst of that. That's why I don't understand how people live without God, because in the midst of a bad thing, what do you have? What do you hope in? Yeah. But for us as believers, we hope in a mighty God. Yes. So, you know, we are living in, my my house and my family are living in just kind of uh, precedented times, but it's chaos. Yeah. So uh, we have a shower. Our master shower has been leaking into our master bedroom. Did not know it. For how long? Don't know. Months. Surely months. Since you moved here. We had problems with that shower twice. We had it taken out and put back in twice because this was a new build. So within the first year, it was leaking a little bit into the baseboards. But then we thought we had it fixed. I bet it's been leaking since then. Do you really? How long have you lived here? Six years. It could be six. Well, at least five because you had it done in the first year. So at least five years. Well, and the plumbers think that the drain pan, you know, was never connected correctly. And that's probably been the problem. But now as the foundation has shifted, then it's even um, shifted more away. So now water is just trailing off into our bedroom. So then they go to cut the walls open and there's black mold in there. A five is the highest rating for, you know, mold or whatever. We're at fives. I was going to say, are you a 10? Yeah. <laughs> On all these terrible things. And anyway, so it's going to mean, you know, months of us not having a master bedroom, master bathroom. Um, and our van is in the shop. They can't figure out what's wrong. It's some electrical issue and they've had it for two weeks and they're running all these tests, you know. And sometimes you guys, like I hear, I even hear myself saying it and I, in the grand scheme of things, these are not the worst things, but sometimes, honestly, that just feels overwhelming. And today I texted um, Jenny and Rebecca and then our prayer lead uh, for Gather and just said, hey, I am feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling in it. And um, our Jenny Worsham was so sweet to text back and said, you know, remember that sometimes it really helps us to remember what we're grateful for. And my goodness, I was like, you are right, Jenny. And I stood in my bedroom and I looked around and I just took a few minutes. And I praised God for a bed and a fan and walls and a blanket and lights. And you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I can honestly tell you that my mood completely changed. Everything about how, I mean, because I was feeling down in the dumps. I wanted to go and hide, not in my room, because I'm nervous to breathe the air in there, but I just go find some place to hide and just pretend that I did not have to deal with all of this stuff, you know? But at the end of that few moments, I felt so much, I felt lighter. It felt doable, you know? Um, And I love that. And I think it's so funny that we talk about these things that these scientists say, but you know, God knew all this stuff all along. He told us to be thankful because he knew these things long before a scientist ever figured it out. I was listening to a podcast the other day about marriage, and she talked about how sometimes with our spouses, we can only see the negative. Oh, that's good. And that we should take time to write down things we're grateful for in the positives because she said what you're doing is if you're constantly focusing on the negative, that's all you see in your spouse. You're right. But when you focus on the positive in them, it actually encourages them to like rise up. Yeah. Like rise up into the good stuff instead of sinking into the bad. And she said it's helpful for your marriage. And that makes perfect sense. Just like what you did in your bedroom. I have so much to be grateful for. It lifts your spirit. It lifts your mind. And then it's easier for you to tackle those things that are, they're still a problem. They're not going away. They're still there, but it just kind of gives you that, okay, refocused energy. I can do this. Yeah. I love that. So I had a, a couple of scriptures I wanted to share with you that just reinforce what God has to say in the Bible about this. I think we all know that he tells us to be thankful, but it's everywhere. Everywhere. First Thessalonians 5.18, he says, Give things in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
and there it says give thanks in all, all circumstances, circumstances right yes, yes. not necessarily for the circumstances right but in the circumstances um do not uh philippians 4 6 do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God. And finally, Colossians three seventeen. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And whatever you do in word or deed. And so giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we thought this would be just a really sweet time for us just to stop with you guys right here in this episode and pray and give thanks. I think that it's so important for us to model this for our kids. And it's so good for us to take those moments where we can, we have a million things to do. You're probably like driving somewhere to like see extended family. You're thinking through your shopping list for Thanksgiving meal. You're trying to clean your house because you have company coming over. And you probably think, I don't have time to do this. But in this moment, I just think we need to stop and just give thanks to God. And so if you'll join us right now, we're just going to lead you in a word of prayer And then um, maybe even after this podcast is over, maybe you go grab your family and pull them together and say, let's do a prayer of thanks together. So mamas, let's pray. God, we're so thankful, first of all, for you, our Heavenly Father, who created everything that we see around us, um, gave us homes to live in, cars to drive, beds to sleep in, uh, families to love. God, you are the giver of all good gifts. And God, you don't give us these gifts because we earn them. It's not that we've done good things or we've said the right things. God, you actually give us these good things because of who you are, because you're a God who loves us and you created us for relationship. So God, when we get so busy and so preoccupied with ourselves that we forget to say thank you, we just want to tell you we're sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, We acknowledge that you are the God of all things and that because of your love for us, you have supplied us with all the things we need, God. So thank you so much for that. And God, as we enter this season, not only of Thanksgiving, but Christmas, where schedules get really busy and stores get really full of probably things we don't need and um, chaos just kind of surrounds us. God, would you just help us to remember um, your son, Jesus, who came to this earth and walked among us, um, loved unconditionally, healed, gave hope to people, um, really saw people. Even especially women that have been so passed over, God, he just, he acknowledged them and he valued them. And God, we're so thankful that that was our example. And as we go through this season, would you just help us to walk and talk and live like you do? Yeah. God, to be just a, um, a skin on example to those around us of what love and gratitude looks like. And God, especially for those sweet babies in our house that we're raising to be your disciples, um, God, would you help us to model this for them? And even though as mamas, we have a full list of things to do, and often we're even too busy to stop and talk, God, would you help them see in us just that idea and that um, purpose that we are grateful for what God's given us. And even when things don't go our way, God, we're going to be thankful in that circumstance for the good that we see. God, we want to raise grateful kids. Um, We believe that grateful kids can change the world. And so we want to be parents that raise kids that give back to you the honor and glory that you deserve. And so, God, as we um, come upon this season of thankfulness, we just want to, again, say thank you for all the good gifts that you've given us. And, God, we ask that you help us to live as grateful people every single day. God, cover us with your presence and your protection. God, help us to remember those around us that are without and to give back to them. And, God, help us just to be moms that um, 
intentionally mom in our homes, knowing that you, God our Father, and the uh, Holy Spirit are empowering us to do these things every single day. It's not out of our own strength, but it's only out of yours. We give you all the glory and honor in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was beautiful. All right, moms, we love you. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving full of thankfulness, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Do you know a mom who needs support and encouragement? Send her the link to the Gather Moms podcast today and connect her to this community. You can also help other moms find this podcast by leaving a rating and review.